Welcome to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, a podcast made with love in Kalamazoo, Michigan by Nicole and Michael Van Putten. Hey, it's Sunday, which you know it means it's time to get together and talk about things that we found interesting this week so that we can share all that love and details with you. Remember, you can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. You can visit there to check out show notes, add your comments, listen to this episode over and over, listen to other episodes, and send us suggestions for future ones. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to be a guest, let us know. We would love to have you. Okay, Nicole. Happy podcast day to you. Happy podcast day to you. Hey, it's podcast day, Nicole, and you know what that means. It means it's podcast day. We've got all kinds of good, cool topics to talk about, don't we? You've been looking through the notes, and you've been a busy gal, noting a lot of things to note. Yes, that is correct. Are you a professional noter when it comes to noting? Maybe. Well, you certainly have my vote for best uh, at all of that, because, you know, something, something, something. Yes. Yes, indeed. So where should we begin? We, uh, what, we, what we've been doing this week, we've been um, dog-sitting this week. Our family has been traveling and enjoying um, a cruise, right, in Alaska? An yep. Alaskan cruise? Yep, they're Which in Alaska. I've heard an Alaskan cruise is different than a Caribbean cruise. Yeah, they have mixed feelings. We'll have to talk to them about that. I don't know if they'll be willing to share their their experience. Yeah, I mean, every cruise, there's probably... I've never been on a cruise, but I'm guessing there's always things that people like or don't like. But I hadn't even thought about it, that a Caribbean cruise, I mean, there's always weather that can prevent you from walking around on the deck. But in an Alaskan cruise, just because of where it is tends to be a little bit colder. The weather might not be as nice to be promenading around and looking at the surrounding mountains and whales and all of that stuff. Right. But I, I don't know. We'll have to talk about talk to them about it and see if they'll share their experience. About... I have a feeling that like a, a cruise is not a problem that you and I are ever going to have to figure out. Nope. For ourselves. Nope. What, what we want to do is... When we go on vacation, we want to stay aboard the USSS. We're at home. Yeah. We sail the the, the seven seas of streaming, yeah. which, you know, it seems every day there are new streaming platforms that are emerging and coming out. I feel like, like we should start a streaming platform. I don't know what we would stream, but just to like join in with all of these channels, you know, rub rub elbows with Netflix and Hulu and all of that. I was thinking that we should, I, I was thinking that maybe all of these streaming platforms should, there should be one streaming platform with all of these streaming platforms included. And it dawned on me that there is something like that. It's called cable. <laughs> yeah. But we, we would like cable, but without all of the, the garbage, all of the advertising, yeah, if they had All cable the, without ads, it would be perfect. But unfortunately, I, we would they, want the cable with the, without the sports package for ourselves, right? And, and you we can don't get care about sports, and you can get Hulu, 
and you can pay for Hulu where you can have Hulu without ads, but it's still Hulu with ads because you have to record all of your shows and then fast forward through the advertisements, which is just so, it's just not worth it. I would rather just pay a flat rate extra, something fixed, that I can just watch the content. They can make their money. The other thing I really would like is get rid of the region locking. Like, I don't care if the show broadcast in the UK, in Europe, in Asia. If it's an interesting show, everybody should be able to watch it. Yeah. I used a, our VPN the other day to get the Netflix in the UK to see what they had in the Netflix catalog over there. And I was just in a hurry and I wanted to find something to watch. And so I didn't follow through with it, but I really need to look that up because I didn't realize that they had two different catalogs. Well, not two different, but everybody has a different catalog depending on which region you're in. Yeah. Plus there's, there's so much good content that is simply not available. Like there, there's a whole group of people that post things to YouTube, like videotaped, uh, old shows, old commercials from like previous decades, which are sometimes interesting to see. Some of them are able to stay online. Some of them aren't. Um, I really have enjoyed on um, YouTube streaming platform that they have started to have older talk show hosts. So like Johnny Carson, and I'm blanking the, the gentleman's name, but the person who did like late night type shows before him all the way back to like black and white uh, stuff, they're putting up these old shows and the writing, the jokes are still really, really good. And people are just, whoever owns the copyrights from rather than making them available and letting people watch them. And like, if, if it's on YouTube, they get revenue from the plays for people who pay subscriptions and for people who have ads, they make revenue from that. So why not just digitize the film and everything else and put it up there? I don't know. I find that frustrating. Yeah, it's annoying. I don't know. I need more stuff to stream, Nicole. Yeah. So we're this this week, this past week. Well, last week too, because we didn't do a show last week. We've been we've been we've really been a really busy. Yeah, we've been really busy. Um, in the past couple of weeks, we've watched a few different things. The one thing that we watched that we really liked was a show called From, which is on the first season is on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch the first season for, I mean, technically it's free because it's on Amazon Prime. It's part of your existing multiple, less fewer day shipping, whatever. A lot of people have Amazon Prime, so it's just like, hey, right. why not? The, the second season has already started, and it's on a platform called MGM+, Plus, which we do not have that because that's just ridiculous. I think you can get a one-week free trial through Amazon Prime. So what we might do is wait until all of the episodes have come out and then watch the second season. Or by that time, maybe the second season will be on Amazon Prime. I don't know. Or maybe they could fracture the market. Yeah, I don't Fragment know. the market even more. Like any any publishing house. Oh, but you know what I didn't any do? Any distributor, they all need their own. I didn't look on YouTube TV to see if that series is seriesing itself as is the episodes are playing live on YouTube TV. So maybe I'll do that and see if we can watch it. Um, oh, that's an idea. From is a really good 
show, the premise, and no I... spoilers, really, because I mean, if if you the, un- unless you like don't look at the overview description on any site about it, and you just go in blind, like somebody's like, go in and click on this and don't look at anything else. Right. I, yeah, I think the preview for the first season tells you this. People go into a a town and they get stuck there. That's yes. that's the premise of this. And the not series. like their car broke down, but like stuck there as in they can't leave. And if if you do take the road out, you you come back into the city, basically. Right. Yeah, it's like a big circle. It's, it's a science fiction show. Very Twilight Zone. Very M Night Shyamalan. Yes, it's a really good show. I have uh, my brother David and his wife Christy hooked on it as well. It's it's very interesting. It doesn't have monsters in it. Does it have monsters in it? Well, yeah, I would say that you don't visually see the monsters. Creatures, you do like they. Oh yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They they look like real people, and then they don't. Yeah, it's a it's gory. It's not for children. Yeah, it's not like a children gather around kind of a thing and have s'mores. Yeah, Michael said it was properly scary. And I turned to him and said, you realize this is all pretend, right? This is not real. Right. I don't, I don't know. They, this... The way they approach, like there's there's been a lot of different ways that entertainment has been designed to be scary and creepy over the decades. And like, if you think of like the original Night of the Living Dead, where like, you know, zombies are slowly walking around and like, no one's going to be afraid of that these days. Like the old Dracula movies and things like that, they're not really scary by today's standards. They do just a really good mix of anticipation, sound, timing, and their jump scares. Like you just, you you know it's coming that they're going to be like, ah, I gotcha. And yet... They get you anyway. Am I alone in this? Or are you, do you not, I mean, we've started to get kind of used to it after watching a whole season, but didn't you kind of like, oh yeah, there's the monster, the bad guys. Whoa, didn't expect that. No, I'm, I mean, I know that it's not real because it's well, not. It's not about it being real or not. It's just whether it. It, it does not affect me. You're just me. hardcore. You're like, I'm not hardcore. It just, I can look at a movie and think, oh yeah, they did a great job with makeup i don't know it doesn't it doesn't impact me the same way Uh, it's just not realistic it's like when someone dies in a movie i'm like yeah that guy just walked off the set and had a coffee after that he got to go to craft services he's not really dead i I don't so you look at like acting is very analytical you don't well it's acting you don't get immersed in the experience (laughs) you're just kind of like a that's why when people cry at movies i'm like why are you so upset that that dude is not dead he he's alive he went home to his to his family and so fed his up, dog like, and unloaded his dishwasher and had dinner and it's like hold up like lived his life he's like old yeller yeah that dog did not die uh, i mean i'm sure the dog is dead now but beaches i don't know if i ever saw that that's movie. Bette midler with the woman who has cancer and they were childhood friends and everything and i mean so sorry, but the the people you didn't even it, cry at the Notebook. Did I see it? I don't remember. I mean, no, because those people 
that that story literally did not happen in that movie to those people. Whatever the scenario was, it, it was not there. It, I mean, I I have a hard time connecting to those things because I know someone in a room wrote those words that those people memorized <laughs> that are parroting back. It's entertaining, but so what makes acting good for you? I don't know. I mean, I've seen bad acting before. You can tell when people are bad actors, but there are some people who are good actors. At the same time, I know that those people are just memorizing lines. But how do you evaluate how good something is or not if it doesn't emotionally trigger you in that way? I don't know. How, like at what point? Are sometimes, like, okay, sometimes the, really the I don't know. I connect to the to the writer. Maybe I think those the writers are like. Oh yeah, that's a good writer. The, the writers are funny. Like right now, I'm rewatching Modern Family. Those those writers are funny. How the the actors deliver the lines, but the writers. I mean, seriously, the writers should win the awards because the writers are hilarious. So that. That's a good point. So you actually do experience emotions. You just don't experiencing experience like emotions that make you feel sorrow or heartfelt. Like you laugh because laughing, laughter, amusement, that's an emotion, I think, too. And you do react to that. Right. But I know that that is I, I realize that those people are just parroting back what the writer wrote. And maybe it's based on a real situation. But it's those people in the scene are not, I don't know how to explain it. The people in the scene are not having that situation going on in their lives. It's not really happening to them. So why laugh at it? I don't know. It's funny. It's funny in the moment. Yeah. It's just funny. And I can separate myself. I know that, you know, Bob really didn't die. Bob is pretending to die. That hospital room is not real. And the, the little things they do can take you out of that moment instantaneously that aren't accurate. Like, you know, a little misstep or mishap or whatever that is not accurate is instantaneously makes it feel inaccurate and wrong and just like, oh, yeah, that doesn't happen in real life. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bob's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. But you like cartoons, too. And that obviously is not, I mean, it's hand-drawn. There's voice acting, but it's not like acting, acting. Right. But if one of the cartoon characters dies, I'm not going to be upset about it. Even if it's like one of your favorite characters? Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's a drawing. A drawing that was colored in by some person in an office or house or standing outside in a co- I mean, the, a maybe a the coffee shop. Studios these days are overseas now. Okay, so it does not matter where South they are. America, Asia. They still could be in a coffee shop. <laughs> it does not matter where they're located. They still are coloring it in on a computer. Or maybe they're coloring it in with, I don't know, whatever they're coloring it in with. Well, they used to paint it on, on cells and... Most everything is regardless. computer now. Regardless. Well, this, this has been an interesting tangent. Okay, so from? From, yeah. It's MGM, very good. Worthless, did not unnecessary scare me. additional thing. So what did you like about From? It's an interesting story. In what way? It just did. Interesting story. It just was. It was 
in the state of being of I'm not going to go into it because I'll ruin it and I don't want to put spoilers was, and but, so anyway but you like the story yes the other things we were watching oh god I'm going to say this and then you're going to be like well why did you like it um, a Man Called Otto, which has Tom Hanks in it. And I like Tom Hanks. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's very nice in real life. Kind which, of a different movie for Tom Hanks, wasn't yes, it? Yes. It was a it was a drama, a little bit of comedy, which I usually do not like these kind of movies. They really are boring to me, but it had just enough comedy in it that it was okay. If it had a little bit less comedy, I'd be like, no, this is not the movie for Veers me. There's too much off into artsy fartsy yeah. life stories. It's just too much of let's talk about our feelings, which again, I don't like those movies because I know those people aren't experiencing that in real life. And so it's just like, eh. But you like movies about murder and you especially like documentaries about true crime. Yes, but those are documentaries. Those things really happened to those people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I mean, yeah, that's why it's called a documentary. That's usually uh-huh. the idea, like documentary, real life things. Yeah. So. so A Man Called Otto, it was good. It was a good, it was, a, it was, I wouldn't call it fantastic. It was a pretty Funny good Funny enough to be good. Yeah. Um, we watched uh, a Jared from Subway, which was a documentary. It was on Discovery Plus. It was about the guy Jared from Subway, <laughs> if you couldn't have guessed. Um, that and, was very interesting because like there's a lot of people who don't actually know who Jared is. I was talking to some people who are as old as I am, meaning they lived through the period of time that he was out there. Jared was a real person who became a spokesperson and appeared in advertisements for Subway sandwiches because oh, yeah. he had been very obese and he started eating just a Subway sandwich a day or like three times a day and he took off hundreds of pounds and became famous for that and then became a pitch person and made a lot of money from it. And then he got in trouble for being a bad and person. And something else happened. Yes. Um, and then we watched Impact Nightline, which is a Nightline show. I think it's ABC is Nightline. Maybe it's NBC. I don't know. Nightline. And it's a... I think Nightline is ABC. Okay. So it's ABC. It's on Hulu. It's uh, the, one of their series called Impact that noise is Clem and Lou yeah. you hear moving around. Um, yeah. It's Impact Nightline on Hulu, and it's just their series of uh, short, well, not short, they're hour long, 40 minutes, because we don't watch it with commercials. It has a bunch of different series about different topics. A couple of the ones that we watched were about a ticket ma- the Ticketmaster scandal with Taylor Swift. We watched... One about the a gentleman called the Liver King and his scandal with uh, steroid abuse. We watched. Um, what else did we watch on that one? We watched a couple of them about um, body image. Yeah. Um, plastic surgery. Oh yeah. There's just a whole bunch of different interesting topics to watch on that. It's a it's a news show, so it's all real and. It just covers a whole plethora of topics that you might be interested in. You can pick and choose. I think there's 27 episodes, so there will be something you might find interesting and fascinating. It was an interesting rebranding of the package because they they first started doing Nightline with Ted Koppel back in like 1979. 
Right. So it's probably Nightline for the younger generation of people. It's Impact Nightline. Right. I, I, I found it interesting. There's still quite a few episodes we have not seen that we'll probably go back and watch. Yeah. Again, it's on Hulu. The thing I like about it is it's, one, it's interesting. They cover in- topics that are, are kind of cool, but like Nightline had kind of in the late 90s, early 2000s, kind of become like a sensational Dateline type show where it's just kind of like, just felt fake, Disneyfied. I can tell that you agree strongly with me. So um, I, I liked seeing that they take the story seriously. They're, essentially, it's like little mini documentaries on different topics. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to keep an eye on the dogs here yeah hold on i'll go and uh close the door so she can't escape i'll be right back guys keep going um the other thing we're doing is we are playing uh the nintendo switch we are playing a i think it's called an emulator so we have access to the catalog of old nintendo games which includes nintendo original Nintendo original. <laughs> Not the extra crispy. You're talking about the Nintendo Entertainment System, also known as the NES from the mid-80s. Right. So it's Super Mario Brothers. So it's Mario, original Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. And just the the plain old Mario. Well, it's, it's Super Mario Brothers because there was a game called Mario Brothers, which was the one where they're like walking around on a single screen and fighting like... Uh, little crabs and stuff in the sewers okay so yeah super mario brothers um and so we played that a couple times and learned that even though we've both played it before it is not as easy as we remember and we played um dr mario which is a game that i kind of enjoyed it was one of my first matching games because i thoroughly enjoy matching games really really like them a lot matching games too and Dr. Mario was, it's kind of like, it's a matching game. It It's like Tetris. It's like kind a Tetris like a, match, a, matching game. Kind of Tetris for, meets Bejeweled kind of a thing. Yeah. So we can play that. And then we played um, some more Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I really like that game. We should play some more of that. That was fun. Yeah. It's been a good, it's been a really good game. We, we actually purchased the extra tracks so we have more tracks we can play what if what if mario horses what if mario got stuck in the the from oh yeah (laughs) well i think if mario got stuck in this little city from from he would like try to leave the city and you would as he leaves you'd hear like he's going down one of the pipes oh yeah Mario. And then when he came back through, it'd be like the, maybe the sound of when he like loses the, the large size from the mushroom. and like Mario and Luigi got stuck there. They wouldn't be much help. It would be, it would be kind of like Luigi's mansion then with oh, ghosts yeah. and vacuums and stuff. Yeah. This is very meta. Yeah. <laughs> but we're doing good with it. Yeah. So that's You what... actually beat me in a couple of races like I did I beat you beat on I beat you on one and we kind of have an unspoken deal where we don't throw the little 
annoyances at each other and I accidentally threw a shell at you. But I do have one guy that I don't really like because he annoys me. And Michael played as that guy one of the times. And so I just reflexively threw... Was it when I played as Bowser? Yeah, yeah. He really annoys me. He he gets <laughs> after me every time. And so I just threw the shell at him automatically. And you were playing as him, so... I got what I deserved. Yep. And they always have recaps at the end of the race where they show your best moments. And I did. I, I pegged you pretty she good. nailed me. I did. Well, he always gets after me and he kicks me off my my car and he he's just not very nice i don't he's, like he's him. he's a big bruiser too he's mean i don't like him so yeah i threw a shell at you sorry <laughs> <laughs> you play as the guy you get kicked off your your bike that is what it is yes so, yeah um oh there was that other show that we've been watching as well did we want to talk about that the HBO oh movie? yeah yeah i forgot about that we've been watching a show called the other two on hbo and it is about a, a teenager, well, he's barely a teenager, he's 13, and he is a social media star, he's and a singer. singer, and he has two older siblings who are in their 20s, almost, they're, well, they're in their 30s, and it's the other two, so it's about his two older siblings and their mom, and just how they handle his fame and the the social media star kid is just he's like the nicest kid he really is you would think that the social media kid is just spoiled and rotten and mean but he just he is he kind the, of plays the innocent nice kid that like justin bieber used to portray when he was that age i don't know if it's based on justin bieber but it's kind of similar to that. And Molly Shannon plays the mom. Yeah. And she's fantastic. Yeah, she role. does a really good job. It's just a it's just an easy to watch show. And I avoided it for a long time because I thought, oh, this is gonna be stupid. But it's really fun and it's done by Lauren Michaels, which is probably why we like it. Cause he has produced a lot of good comedies. Yeah. He seems to I mean, I know that there are other people who are doing writing and a lot of production but he certainly seems to have been a part of a lot of really fun shows that we've enjoyed over the years. Yep. It's been a, it's been a good show. That's what we're watching right now. There's three seasons and we are in, we just started season two. I was going to ask you like how much, cause it seems like something that might've just come out. So we're coming in at the right time where we can binge through three seasons. Yeah. I felt so. like we'd watched a lot. I was like, okay, at what point are they going to cut us off? And we're going to be like, Oh no, no more. We're going to have to go buy MGM plus. Yep. Um, last week, the reason why we did not do a show is because we've been dealing with Clementine and her, her, uh, dental surgery. She had all the teeth removed, which additional we, teeth. She still has a couple left, but yeah, she had the teeth removed and she had stitches and it just, she has she, more gone than she has left. It was, it was going okay. She licked the stitches out and we, we had been in contact with our vet who who was doing amazing helping us and finally our vet came back to our house and said you know we just we really need to sedate her and stitch her back up but this time our vet like stitched the bejesus out of her she used a different kind of thread to stitch it up i don't know if that's the right word but she used a different kind of thread a, a less a less pokey 
yeah. suture. Rather and than the kind of one type of dissolved kind, it was a different kind. Well, they still dissolve. It's just not as pokey. And so she just stitched the... It, usually she just does a basic stitch and dogs do fine. But of course, Clementine is a special little snowflake and it did not go well. So this time she just stitched the inside and the outside and around and above and all of the... So we have been keeping Clem with her special cone collar thing. And if you ever have a dog who needs more than a a donut collar, this cone collar that she has, because she does not tolerate an e-collar, this cone collar is, it's genius. It really is. I'll put a link in the show notes. It is the easiest collar ever. And she can sleep in it and we don't have to think about it. And it's, she can drink water. She can technically she eat in it. She looks cute when she has it on. Like, I, I think she either looks like she has a lion's mane in terms of its shape, which it's flat. I know it's not a lion's mane. Or she looks like a small child that is playing the role of a flower in like a kid's play. Because <laughs> she has like this grin. She's like, hey, everybody. She's so happy. And she prances along and everything. And then she sits so cute and it kind of flops around her neck. Yeah, she she doesn't mind it. I think she's used to it. She so, falls asleep with it on. She likes it. Yeah, it's like a little pillow life. around her head. She did start to figure that she could lick, like even if she can't lick her paws, that she can lick the cone. Yeah, she's she started to do that a little bit. So at night we do sedate her so that she doesn't lick while we're not watching her. So she has another week probably of mild sedation. We're going to start weaning her off the sedation at night. And she's still getting softened food because we, we've got to get her mouth to heal. Um, she's been on antibiotics. She has one more day of antibiotics. And I usually don't use the uh, the greenies, the pill pockets, because I just, I've never really liked them. But let me tell you, if you are giving a dog who you cannot pill, like with Wilhelmina, we could just give her the pills in her mouth and just, you know, put them hold, in her mouth her chin up and yeah and she would just her belly and she would swallow she them. would just swallow them not clementine Clem. no it's not happening she'll take the pets and then she'll spit the pill right out at you she's impossible and with wilhelmina also you could put the pill right on top of her food and she would just eat it clementine is a little snot she will take the treat and eat the treat and spit the pill out yeah it's fun with the pill pockets Clem will actually take her antibiotics and these capsules are kind of big. So if you have a dog who's being impossible, just buy the stupid pill pockets. Clem recommends the peanut butter flavored ones. Honestly, they make life so easy. We're having to do two and a half weeks of antibiotics and she gets four capsules a day. And without these things, I would go absolutely crazy. I don't know what I would do. They mold around the capsule and it has it's made like a, my a life. a soft treat that goes around yeah. the pill. So they think the pill's a treat. It's made my life so much easier. Like every sixth or so one, she's chewed it up a little bit and she'll spit out the antibiotic and I just give her another one. I just wrap the whole thing up and give her another one. They do have a few more calories than I would prefer. Like each 
pill pocket has, I think, 78 calories. Oh, that is a lot. So she has probably gained weight because we're working on her weight right now. Um, but, you know, honestly, she has to have the antibiotics. Remind me again, like how many calories would normally be in one of her meals? Um, she gets about 980 calories a day, Okay. but she's on a reduced, we're, we're reducing her calories right now. Which so is something her regular breakfast is, is like 450 calories. So these pills are essentially like 20% of that for yeah. one little itty bitty thing. Well, kind of. We're we're working on reducing her calories. And once we get her to our ideal weight, then we're going to refigure it. Um, we're... We're, we're working on it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Oh. So, um, yeah. Cool. Pill pockets. I recommend them. Um, we're also, uh, we just started, we just restarted her on a product from Bernie's that we can now talk about that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. It's that officially we can, for we, sale. It's yeah, not a secret anymore. That we couldn't talk about. It's called um, Healthy Hips. And, uh, yeah, Michael can elaborate on that. It is a product that we love. Um, it's, uh, Clem is able to take this rather than having to take pain pills and everything. Well, no. All of the, the, the same amount of pain pills that she had to take before. Like she's taking fewer and less frequently, wouldn't you say? Yeah. She used to take, um... Rimadyl and gabapentin every day for her arthritis. Which and, are pain medicines, ladies and gentlemen. Just and now she only takes Rimadyl once a day. So, so the statement that she takes less pain medications would be yeah, accurate. But she still does have to take Rimadyl. This isn't like... Well, it doesn't mean she doesn't take any medications. Right. Nobody said that. Yeah. It's not like healthy hips cured her, but... It has significantly helped her arthritis. It has helped her become a more mobile, healthier. You're saying that healthy hips were a help. Yes, those are it, three H's. And she's been taking healthy hips for a while. How long has she been taking it for? We had those. Uh, we were sampling those. I think in like November or December of last year. Yeah, she's been taking it for a while. She did. She did have to take a break on those, but she's been taking it for quite a while now. So I don't know how long it took to get it up to a therapeutic level, maybe a month or so, but it does work and it works really, really well. I have seen the difference. How they taste. Yeah. And she's crazy about them. She gets three little chewy things a day. And yeah, we highly recommend it. Clem does too. She thinks it's a treat. Like yeah. literally thinks it's a treat. Yeah, it is essentially a little treat. It's just a little round treat. I put it in her kibble. She enjoys it. Does it have fewer calories than the pill pockets? I don't know how many calories they have in them. I didn't look. I know the label's on the package, but I it's not in front of me, so I don't remember right now. We had all those containers without labels, so I... Oh, that's true. The one yeah. with labels just came in this week <laughs> yeah. for us. We, we've been giving them to her in the trial containers, and they didn't have labels. So I don't know how many calories are in them. I don't know. I have no idea. It was a mystery. Yeah. So um, we have been uh, – we've had Louie at our house, my parents' dog, Lou. And um, just like Clem, Lou has – as in a – is on his weight loss journey. 
<laughs> he is, um, he needs to lose some weight. Yeah, the vet gave him bad news when he went in for his last checkup and said, you need to lose a couple pounds. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. Lou is, uh, Lou is eating a very good kibble, a very healthy kibble. But the problem is, is that Lou's kibble is made for dogs who are more active. So it's a higher calorie kibble. Uh. So what we usually do when we have dogs who are less active, who need to lose weight, is we just switch them to a, a senior food, which is a reduced activity food. So we've switched Lou over to uh, a reduced activity senior food, and he's already started to lose weight. You can feed them usually the same exact amount of food, just a reduced activity food. He would have gotten a lot more walks over the vacation, but like the first two days he was with us, I took him for, how many miles did I say that he and I walked? You walked six miles a day. Yeah. Which was, he loved it. He thought it was great. And my feet were like, dude, what the heck? And got blisters. So I had to go on the disability list and not do walking for him. He's gotten to play instead. He likes his toys. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he does like his squeaky toys a Club lot. Club doesn't care about toys at all. She likes to supervise the toys being played with, but she does not want to chew on any toys at all. Yeah. Yeah, so in the show notes, I put some web pages that you can visit to do the the math on if you have a dog and you're curious to know if your dog is overweight. Um I did the math for Clementine, and Clem needs to lose four and a half more pounds. Um, Lou has a number of pounds more to go. I'll leave that out for poor Louie's privacy. Any other like food-related tips that you think that people often don't necessarily think of if they don't have a lot of dog experience of like your types of food, how it's stored, other tips and tricks? Um, the, when you buy dog food, a lot of people bring the dog food home and they dump it out of the bag of, they take the bag and they dump it out into a plastic container and they shove it in the closet and they think success. Um, really you should keep the dog food in its original packaging because, those plastic containers are really great, and we use a plastic container. We use a plastic Some container of them are like called wax paper too, aren't they? So they like to keep air out. Wax paper, I don't know. Some of them are. Like, I don't know what wax. I don't know what wax paper has to do with that, but maybe makes it so the air can't go through it as easily. Huh? I don't know. Wax um, paper, how can you be so good? We use something called a Vittles Vault, which is an airtight container that has a a lid on it that screws on, and they come in all different sizes. The one that we use holds a 40-pound bag of food, and we just put the entire bag into the container, bag and all. Don't dump the food out. Put the whole bag into the container. This way, the food will stay fresher longer and you won't have to think about the dog food going rancid getting moldy 
you won't have to worry about you still need to clean the container out in between bags of food, but you don't have to think about you as don't much. If you put the bag in the container. Yeah, you still do because food falls out of the bag into the container and you you should really clean the container out. How how big of a bag, like I know the size of the bag that you get is going to be dependent on how big your dog is, but like how long on average should a bag last so that you're always rotating out? old stuff for fresh stuff should it last like a week a month well the bag has a usually bags have um, expiration dates but i mean if the bag is in a, an airtight container in a uh, cool dark space in a closet or something as long as it's not in a warm area it will last as long as you need it to i mean it's not going to last a year but it will last a couple months I think if you had like a little itty bitty dog, like our neighbor does, you could get like an 80 pound bag of. No, I would not do that. I would, I would stick to a smaller bag. Why? Because the the food will spoil. I think there's an expiration date on the bottom of the bag. I would pay attention to that date. So a couple months max. Yeah, I would say that's probably a good idea. And you don't want to leave the food out exposed. You, you want to make sure there's a lid like think about food that you as a human are going to eat. You wouldn't just take a a bowl of nuts and leave them exposed, a bowl of almonds and leave them exposed on the counter for uh, three weeks and then snack on them because cereal is a good example. of Yeah. Cereal, pretzels, bad. Eventually be like, this doesn't, not so great. You don't know what, what would be in it. You don't know. Yeah, it just not could be pleasant. Fly eggs could be. Yeah, a snake has snuck in from outdoors, and you don't know what your dog would be eating. You don't know what you would be eating. Spider it's dust, unpleasant. So, yeah, there you go. Ants can get into it. Exactly, not nice. Ants um, might be extra protein though, which could be potentially good. So there are anyway talking about dogs being overweight. There are on our um, on our page there will be links to the math that you need to do their drawings on how to see if your dog their the body score and then there's math there's a web page with directions on how to do the math and then how many calories your dog might need in a day and then you can decide how much you should be feeding your dog from that just know that if you are feeding the amount of food your dog kibble recommends on the back of the label, you're doing it wrong. Most, almost 100% of dog food labels are wrong. I know that Clem's dog food recommends I feed her five cups of food a day, which is just instant. That would be a lot of That's cups just of food. nuts. How many cups do we feed her? She gets two cups of food a day, and that is probably... A little bit more. No, that's probably exactly right because she gets a couple of treats in between that. So that's probably exactly right. Five cups of food is just so much. It's so many calories. And some people think that the reason why dog food companies do that is because they want to sell more dog food. I don't know. I guess if if Clementine was like a really active Aussie dog that that would make sense for Yeah, her. I think it would still be too much. I really, really do. I 
it would be way too much. It's, she would have to like eat every couple of hours to eat that many. No, I think you could. I think you could easily talk her into eating that much because Clem loves to eat. But it That's would true. be a lot of food. I'd it be w- afraid to hug her then because she'd be like, Ugh. yeah. So it's way too much food. So that's uh, that's my spiel on dog food and calories and dogs losing weight and how to store dog food. There you go. Surprise! There isn't like an app like with all the the way these mobile phone cameras have lidar and stuff that you couldn't just augment reality. Your dog, you know, like how you can have like try shoes on your feet and glasses on your face. You could have, take a picture of your dog, and the robot could be like. Your dog is fat. There probably is. I mean, I don't know what it is, where it is, but there probably is. I mean, if you take your dog to the vet, they're going to tell you. So I'm guessing there is somewhere. I'll look for it. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff to have to think about. It is. Um, the next thing that we're going to talk about is cleaning because, as you know, I'm obsessed with cleaning. You are. You know a lot about cleaning. I have been doing my spring cleaning and I want to emphasize how important it is to everyone out there to clean a couple things in their house. Everyone needs to understand how important it is to clean their dishwasher. <laughs> now why do you so dishwasher why just because like you, you put clean you put plates in dirty, and you run it, they come out clean. So like that surely must clean the dishwasher too when it cleans the plates. Yeah. You would think that that's how dishwashers work, but it is not. <laughs> it isn't. It is not how dishwashers work. Oh. I mean, technically that is how a dishwasher works. It cleans things, but dishwashers can accumulate hard water deposits, mineral deposits. They can get moldy and like bits of leftover pizza does yeah food and stuff can it they need to be cleaned regularly always say don't you don't have to rinse off your plates when you put it right and and some do and some companies say don't because the dishwasher works better when you don't rinse off your your plates and dishes earth does that make sense i don't know it's just how they are you need to once a month if not more clean the filter in your dishwasher. And this requires you to take the filter out of the bottom of your dishwasher. And actually you should be cleaning the arms, the sprayer arms. We don't, ha- we don't have sprayer arms in the top of our dishwasher because it's small, but you need to be cleaning the sprayer arms and the filter in your dishwasher. You, you have to do this. If you're not doing this, I guarantee you, I promise you, your dishwasher smells. It does. And it's not cleaning your dishes. I I promise you it's not. What you need to do is buy a bottle of CLR. Not the CLR, the calcium, lime, and rust that's already mixed up, but the inexpensive CLR bottle that comes in the liquid form that's not already mixed up, that's not mixed up with water. It's like... I think it's six dollars for a big bottle, and is it like concentrated or something? It, I think it is concentrated. So you mix it up yourself, and you need to. The, the directions are right on the back: how to clean your dishwasher, how to clean your washing machine, how to clean your coffee maker, how to clean your shower heads, 
It's right on the back. They cannot make it any easier. It's printed right on the label. And it says, put a half a cup in the bottom of your dishwasher and run it on the hottest setting. It's so easy. Take the filter out of the bottom of your dishwasher and clean it with soap and water. Put the filter back in your dishwasher and clean it by running a cycle with CLR in it. And then you need to take the arms of the the sprayer arms off your dishwasher and clean those. Because if your dishwasher hasn't been cleaned in a long time, it's going to be gross. You're going to have to get uh, pipe cleaners out and you are going to need to clean your dishwasher. Look up on YouTube a tutorial for That's your specific why you had dishwasher. Pipe cleaners on the counter. I yeah. was trying to figure out what kind of art project you were yeah. doing because they were all <laughs> kinds of colorful things. Like, I yeah, don't know why it was she does a those. it was a dishwasher cleaning project. It's going to be time consuming, but I promise you, if you do this once and then you keep doing it every thirty days, after you do it really perfectly the first time. This, the next time, it won't take long at all. It will take as long as it takes to run a load of dishes. You won't have to do much. All you have to do is take the filter out, wash it, and then run a load of CLR. It's really easy. It takes me no time at all to clean my dishwasher. The As long as it takes me to put CLR in the bottom of my dishwasher, that's how long it takes me to clean my dishwasher. So it takes less than... I don't know, 30 seconds maybe, because I clean my dishwasher all the time. Hmm. You got to clean your dishwasher. Also, you've got to clean your washing machine. If you don't clean your washing machine, guess what is not going to be clean? The clothes that come out of your washing machine. It builds up crud on. Didn't we do an episode on that? We did. We did. But people need to be reminded. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, I, for, I almost forgot about it. Yeah. It, I can't you, imagine why. You have to, you have to do it because there is, it there me. are, there's dog hair and there's mold and mildew that builds up. You, you have to do it. You've got to clean the seals. You've got to clean. You just, you have to, you have to, because you will start to smell the being the a mold sucks. Why do it we does. have to be like so responsible? Also, last thing I'm going to nag you about: your coffee maker, your Keurig, your auto drip coffee maker, whatever coffee maker you use. If you are not cleaning it, you are drinking moldy, mildewy water. I I promise you, you Ew, are. Yuck. I know you're going to say, oh, I'm not. I change the water every day. I don't care if you change the water eight times a day. That water is building up disgustingness because it's water. And water breeds just moisture, breeds mold and mildew. If it just sits there, it grows, huh? It does. And also, if you're not cleaning out the inside with either CLR or vinegar, the inside stuff, the inside components of that machine, there's stuff growing in there. I promise you there's stuff growing. You you need to clean it out. You brew coffee, you use like a hairdryer (laughs) on it. Would that work? You've got to clean it out. You have to. 
because if you don't, eventually it's going to get so bad, you're going to get sick and you're not going to know why you're getting sick, but you're going to get sick. So like, do you you have to use pipe cleaners on that? No, you don't. All you have to do is with your Keurig, fill it. I used on the Keurig that someone else owned, I used 10 ounces of vinegar and then I filled the rest up with water and I just ran it through a bunch of times. And then I took the the, uh, the rest of the machine apart and just wiped everything down with vinegar and water. And it eventually, the water ran clear. And then I just ran a whole bunch of cups of plain water through it. You're making me think of all the places that I've worked before. Like I don't drink coffee. You like, should never, I, ever, ever use a Keurig out I, in the world. Never. No, but like I never, like any of the coffee... I mean, people would like clean out the craft that the coffee was in, but yep. I never saw anybody clean the machine. And, nope. and this, I actually started what got me on the bottled water thing <laughs> yep. was because of the the water cooler. Yep. Never people drink. People wa- never yep. clean that. And like the insides of the spout get really gross. Like yep. when I stopped drinking from the water cooler, I didn't get sick as often anymore. Never drink out of a Keurig out in the world and never drink out of a water cooler out in the world unless you personally have seen it cleaned or you have cleaned it. What about a water fountain? Absolutely not. No way, Jose. Absolutely not. Uh Uh-uh. Like even like places that, like when I worked at Michigan State in the library and other places they had water fountains that you could put your water bottle under and, oh, and have uh-uh. it refill. No way, Hose. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Good thing I didn't no do way. that because I always had water in my bottle already that was enough for the day. But Yeah. And oh, your refrigerator, man. you need to clean. If you have water in the door, you got to clean that out. You You have to. I know I'm saying this a lot, and I know I sound like a maniac. Clean your kitchen. Clean ass. Clean, clean, clean. You have to run vinegar through it. You've got to change the filter for your refrigerator. You've got to run vinegar through the the door thing because minerals deposits build up in that and mold and mildew. Now I've got all these people not listening to me or Do you thinking. Have to, like, clean the tap on your sink too. Yeah, you should clean. You can clean the bottom of. The, I clean ours out every week. Every week I scrub it with vinegar so that there's no deposits underneath it. What about um, the part that goes up inside it, though? Well, that's no, because that's a enclosed space. That's the pipes to the house. I mean, that that part's okay. Yeah, that's probably so what if, I, galvanized. If air can or, get to it. Yeah, if air can get to it, that's you're. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> um, you you should clean it out. Your refrigerator. Um, if you've it's got not extra vitamins and minerals, right. I looked at the filter to the ice maker where the ice comes out of the door and it was it's covered in this is not our refrigerator this is another refrigerator it was covered in mold it's because people don't think about what color was the mold was it like black mold or like the filter itself was black and the mold is white you can just you can see it yuck it's just there but if you don't think about it, it's not something you think about taking care of because or if you can't see it. Like if or if you can't as, see it, if your vision, like I am, I, yeah, I can't even easily see on my face if I've shaved all the hairs on my yeah. face correctly. <laughs> I have a luckily your eyes are better than mine. If your vision is not great 
it's just, and it's something that you can actually YouTube if you're young enough and capable enough. Or YouTube has everything. It really does. It's a verb. Just you, just YouTube it. Yeah. Or you can, um, you can have a company come and do it. Just standing schedule. Pay someone to do it. Save up your money. Put it in a fund. You know, realize this is something I need to have help with. But the key is the regularity of it, the following up so that it doesn't become something that requires an army to come in and battle. If you do it on a regular basis, it's easy to maintain. Kind of like mowing a lawn. Once you get on top of it, simple, 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 simple. But things like cleaning your washing machine, cleaning your dishwasher, cleaning your coffee maker, those things are super important because if you don't do them, your clothes aren't going to be clean. Your dishes are not going to be clean and you are going to be drinking. Is it just not clean or like just less clean? I think it's not clean at Pretty all. Pretty much the same as just, because you could be like, you could be scrubbing your shirts in a mud puddle in your driveway just as well. I think that, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, the, the last thing that people don't think about cleaning that they really should clean is their robot vacuums. And I have not figured out how to clean that yet, but... What do you think of outdoor laundry lines? Um, I don't really know. We have a clothesline, but it's inside. It's in our basement. And I think that for people who don't have severe allergies, I don't have any problem with them. I mean, I have really terrible allergies, so I think hanging our clothes outside might be counterproductive because it would pick up so much pollen, but... The problem, I'm sorry, I distracted you from the, the robot thing. So like if if you don't clean up your cleaning robot, then the cleaning robot does, it like asserts itself with AI and becomes an overlord of... No, it defeats the purpose of having a robot vacuum because it just deposits dirt, even it's though... It's pushing dirt through your own right? It, it is. It up. Yeah, it, it, even if the, the little little uh, basket that collects dirt is empty it's got dirt it's got dog hair and debris on the outside of it so it's still leaving dirt all over your floor as it picks However, up it dirt gets, like the dirt from there the path that goes into the machine gets yeah all... it's it's just not i don't know you, would you pressure washer that i have no idea i don't know how to do it yet i have not figured it those, out uh, pipe cleaner thingies yeah, it's so there's a lot of things to stuff think about like this in school. You know what? I was talking to a, a younger woman. Um, if you're in Kalamazoo and you need someone to help you clean your house, Marshall Maids, Marshall Maids Kalamazoo. Shout out to that company. A fantastic company. I was talking to a nice young lady, Marshall Maids Kalamazoo, and we discussed this. They teach you a lot of useless information in school. They do not teach you things like how to do laundry, how to clean a house, how to do basic tasks, like how to maintain your life. How to manage your debt. Yeah, they don't teach you things that might be useful. How to clear the old classic Mario levels. That (laughs) would have come in handy. I know, but dang, if you do not have to sit there and spend a whole semester learning about, I mean, I 
Even Garrett, Home Ec didn't cover that because I took I Home Ec multiple times and and shop and like learn how to use a sewing machine and do all kinds of good cooking stuff. But they didn't say like, here's but how yeah, you... Yeah, Home I mean, Ec, sure, kids probably wouldn't be that interested in it, but you'd have but to But like even in Home Ec, they didn't teach you useful things. They, they put you in a group of kids and were like, here, make this really useless recipe. Make an omelet. No, we we had to you didn't like get to make omelets. No, we didn't make eggs. We 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 had to make like a a sugary quick bread or something. It was totally pointless. Instead of learning like this is how you do laundry. This is how you sew on a button when you need it. This I, they did we teach did, us how to sew on buttons in my home ec class. Yeah, we didn't do anything useful. Nothing. It was it was pointless. It really truly was. Yeah. So if you are in the public school system and are arranging curriculum, these are the things you need to teach children of the high school age. Because once they get to college, they don't know these things. Yeah. If they start teaching people how to make podcasts, we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Sorry. That's my rant. All right. Anyway. Um, the last thing we had to talk about is my TikTok account of the week, which is, um, Angie Hong and Angie is responsible for us not mowing our lawn, <laughs> which to the dismay of a couple of our neighbors who are not happy with us right now. Yeah. We had one of our, it's like a neighbor who's probably like two blocks down. Yeah. Hi like, neighbor. Get all well, like he sent you like a little nasty note on Facebook or something, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he, he it told was me when it hadn't even gotten that bad. Yeah, he told me that the property values in our neighborhood were were plummeting. <laughs> Essentially, that I was we were hurting the property values, and I don't know, whatever. Um, I mean, so, I'd be like, I'd be interested. Take it up like, with Angie. <laughs> how much did it depreciate? Like this is this is very interesting. Yeah. So I have, in case he is listening, I have already contacted our lawn service and they have plans to come on June 1st yep. to mow our lawn. Do not worry. There's already a plan in the works. Yes. Our grass is very long. Our lawn didn't decrease their property value. Yes. Blocks down we are one of the few lawns that have held out. And yes, it is. It is pretty long. And the other day I saw a snake, which was very exciting and very scary. The grass has started to sprout. <laughs> it has. So you know what? Whatever. If it's um, more eco-friendly, people should not mow their lawns. So Angie is on TikTok and she's in Minnesota. Her TikTok account is mnnature underscore awesomeness. She does... She does... Um, all about eco-friendly lawns and ecology and how to preserve lawns for bee growth and just all the good stuff. So she has a couple videos about um, Nomo May, how to preserve your lawn after doing Nomo May, and apparently we're not doing it correctly. You should only you should mow your lawn before it goes to seed, which we did not. Our, our lawn is longer than that. Um, how to um, do a slow-mo summer, 
which means mowing your lawn, which is what our lovely neighbors, Robbie and Shayla are doing. They're letting their back lawn go long and then they're doing their front lawn four inches because their little dog is way too short to have their lawn go long. So they're doing a four inch lawn and their their lawn looks really, really nice. Um, so we're going to do a four inch lawn for the whole summer, much probably to the dismay of our neighbors. Uh-oh. You're learning of this. I am as well. It's very um, fascinating. She talks about um, planting for pollinators, bees and butterflies. She has a lot of good tips on how to do that, uh, how to plant rain gardens, um, a lot of good stuff about how to plant in different environments like rocks and um, not essentially non-dirt hmm. environments, and also how to identify different plants like poison ivy, which I thought was just... That's a good one for you. Yeah, which I thought was funny because... I oh am gosh. severely allergic to poison ivy. Really, really, really allergic. <laughs> you said that the the updated uh, ID that you received in the mail for the, the state is the photo that you had to take that was around the time, the last time that you were enjoying the poison ivy and your face was swollen from it. Yeah, last year I, I got so badly for you. poison ivy really badly and I had to go have my picture retaken for my state ID, and I I was covered head to toe in poison ivy, and my face was just it was my face was so swollen, and I had to get my picture taken, it, just something I had to do, and so now that picture lives in infamy because I just keep reusing it for the my state ID. So Nicole should not get in a fight with poison ivy because she loses every time. Yeah, I get one little spot and it spreads. I it just I I know if I get poison ivy that I am just screwed cuz it I get it everywhere. It's so bad. Yeah. It's really bad. It's so she has a video yet. on how to identify poison ivy and it's a really good video because What's a lot of tips? people look for people like you that are itching near it. Yeah. Um the her video points out that it's not just leaves of three it's a leaf that has a scalloped edge i always look for the leaf that looks like the state of michigan it looks like a mitten also you can look for a leaf leaves of three the leaf that looks like michigan and the hairy stems the stem is always got these little tiny hairs and that's how you can tell in the fall of course there are no leaves and just an fyi you can still get a poison ivy rash when there are no leaves, and you think the plant is dormant. Because <laughs> the oil's still on Yeah, the, poison the, ivy does not go dormant. So part of it. do not touch the vine of the poison ivy plant in the fall because you will still get a rash if you are allergic. The vine is brown. In the fall, the leaves turn bright red, and the, uh, the vine has little tiny hairs on it, and it clings to trees. So it's much harder to identify in the and there fall is like a ton of it in our neighborhood there is because birds eat the seeds and spread it around yeah thanks birds yeah lots we'll of keep fun feeding you but thanks a lot yeah so that. go visit that tiktok and learn about preserving lawns and planting for pollinators and starting your own rain garden awesome and Go clean your dirty dishwasher. Yeah. 
Go Man, clean people it. People listen to this podcast, they get homework. I know. Go clean it right now. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and after you're done cleaning it, don't forget that you can visit us online at notjustrainpost.net where you can listen to previous episodes. You can listen to this one again. You can check out all the lovely links that we include out to fun, impactful resources for you. Uh, we hope that you have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>